Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the creator and host of the Orchid Blooms podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Orchid I Brown. So this episode is going to be on cuffing season. Summer is almost over and there are a lot of people on the hunt to find someone this cuffing season where the weather is warmer and you need someone to warm you. You want someone to spend time with indoors and not have to go out as often. I mean, there's a lot of snowbirds out there who loves to do winter activities, but there are others that really aren't into that. They tend to hibernate. They only leave their homes if they have to go to work or if they have to do something as a commitment, really. But other than that, they're looking for someone to basically snuggle with for the cold weather. And then, of course, once summertime comes around, they will then let go of that person to go live their best summer or hot girl summer, hot boy summer life. In just two weeks, it will be fall. The weather will be changing. The leaves will be changing. It's going to be so beautiful out there, which means a lot of people who have selected their partners to enjoy the winter season huddling up together we'll be going to gatineau park doing the trails going out to restaurants and enjoying the fall weather maybe even driving out to montreal toronto and doing something fun before it gets a little bit too cold and they don't want to do anything you know but the purpose of cuffing season is to find somebody that you can spend a lot of time with indoors and to not have to go through the whole dating process while it's cold going out there to brace the weather the storm the winds the wetness all of it you find them early and then you are completely content for the winter but for some people it doesn't necessarily go according to plan and i'm not saying going according to plan as in not finding someone for the winter season. But a lot of people don't really put a lot of thought in their selections of people to invest their time in for about eight months. Cuffing season is a temporary thing. And there's a lot of people who go on the hunt around this time of year looking for that special person that they could spend the rest of their lives with or a few years with or looking for connection and not understanding that there are a lot of other people out there who are just looking for a temporary thing. You hear the term Mr. Right Now, Mrs. Right Now. It, it really means temporary. It doesn't mean that they're planning on continuing it continuing this going forward after a certain period of time so you have a lot of people who whose hearts have been broken because they really thought that this person valued them and wanted to build with them and that's not necessarily the case everyone knows the term cuffing season it's not a season it's a season where you have so much fun together or you just lounge together watch netflix and chill And when the warmer weather comes, like you go off with your friends, you go live your life, you start meeting other people, you get excited again. It's a momentary thing. It really isn't for everyone. And so I wanted to kind of dedicate this podcast episode 
to talk about both sides. You have the person who isn't looking for forever. They're just looking for that moment, someone to waste time with. And then there are those people who are looking for a little bit more. As much as I would like to say that the person who is just wasting your time right now for the next six to eight months is the problem, they really aren't. I have met so many people, even as a a woman, I meet guys that are not very good at listening. They're very selective about what they want to hear. So when I say to them that I'm really not that interested, it's it's almost like they don't they don't hear me. And I have literally met guys who were in my situation as well where they met a girl, they talked to her for a bit, but they weren't really that interested, but they were able to tolerate them for a period of time because they had nothing else to do. And they would make it clear that they really weren't looking for anything serious. But for some apparent reason, the girl didn't hear it at all, even though he repeated it about three times. And then six months later, the same girl is crying. Six to eight months later, she's crying and saying, oh my God, I thought this guy was the one. Like I felt like he was the best person for me. We could have been great together if he had not ruined us. And in my mind, I'm looking at them confused. And so I would even ask the girl the question, like, were you listening when he said he wasn't really that into you or that he he's not interested in in going that far along with you? And she'd say, what are you talking about? I'm like, he said it to you three times and I happened to be there when he said it. So what do you mean you're you're confused? She's like, I don't recall that. And that's a selective hearing. They selectively heard nothing, even though the person kept repeating it to them. And this is something that happens on a regular basis. So at the end of the day, it's not the other person that broke your heart. It was yourself because you weren't listening or you did hear and you were hopeful that the person might change their mind. Maybe they'll get so comfortable that they won't want to leave. That's your your hope. But it's not realistic to hope when a person is telling you exactly how they feel about you. Everyone talks about having requirements in a relationship or setting the standards early. And I understand that you need to do that if you are a lifer, if you are the type of person that's really looking for someone to spend the rest of your life with. But there are going to be a lot of frogs that come along and you're going to kiss those frogs and they will not turn into prince. So regardless of the standard, a lot of people will believe for themselves that they can meet your standards and after a period of time realize that they can't and have to leave and wasted your time. Being hopeful is not a bad thing, but putting your hope in the wrong person is. You know the situation, you know what they're bringing to the table. They are telling you, even if you're not listening, what they bring to the table. And as much as you are so excited that this person came into your life and you finally got feelings and you're like, oh my God, I really like this person. Without actually even knowing them completely, it's it's just not realistic for you to start planning your future with someone who isn't a sure thing especially if they were not planning anything with you. Yes, there are people that have lucked out where they met someone initially just thinking this was just for cuffing season. It's six to eight months of my life. Why not? 
And then it turned into a full-blown relationship that lasted for a long time. And I've heard these stories before where I think it was a girl that I met back in the day and they were like Christians or church girls. And she said, she asked her mom, she was like, you know, how, how did you meet dad? And the mother straight up told her that, you know, she met him. She just wanted to fuck. They fucked. And now all of a sudden, you know, they decided to get married and they're still together to this day. They haven't broken up. They're still in a committed marriage and they're completely happy with each other. So she was devastated by hearing this because everybody else, especially in a Christian community, have like this fairy tale story about how they met the one. So to hear from her mother, who was completely honest, like, listen, I just wanted to fuck and I just wanted someone to pass the time with. And for some apparent reason, you know, he was like, let's get married. And I was like, sure, we'll get married. And then that was it. It was nothing fancy, was nothing special. You know, he didn't come in on a white horse and got down on his knees and said, will you marry me, you wonderful woman of God? You know, like all of those hypocrites. I have heard so many people tell their love stories. And from the female version, it's so sweet and so wow. And then when you actually talk to a guy and you ask them the actual story behind how they've met it it's not the same <laughs> those are my favorite stories but in this case like her mother was full-blown honest with her her mother said listen i just wanted dick as yes i was going to church and i was praising the jesus and bowing and praying and serving in the church but at the end of the day i just wanted dick and we were we were just compatible and we just decided to continue to fuck each other for the rest of our lives. I laughed so hard when I heard this because I was like, yes, somebody was honest. Finally, someone told the real fucking story because you know how many people, you know, get into a relationship thinking, oh, it's this way. And they won't be honest with themselves and said, listen, I just wanted dick. That's all I wanted. I just wanted some sex. That's all. A lot of people won't own it because it's not feminine. It's not what a woman is supposed to be saying. She's not supposed to just want a dude to have sex with. You know what I mean? So it has to be fairytale. Like he has to had loved her and chased her for years and thought about her every single day. And when he finally had her, he just couldn't let her go. He just had to keep her. And I mean, that's cute and all, but that's not the world. It really is not the world. And this is a conversation that I was kind of having with a friend last night where I was telling her, you know, she she was explaining to me that her husband is not is someone completely different now. And I was confused because the way he's behaving, he's just unleashed himself. Finally, he's finally let go of those barriers and those chains that held him down. He's now revealing who he is and he has nothing to lose and he doesn't care. I was like, this is your husband. This is the real him. The person that you thought you knew was fake. And we really need to get out of this fake mindset that everything is perfect. It, nothing is perfect. You, you don't meet the love of your life and everything just goes smoothly. I think some idiot that I met in church was talking about how she prayed for her husband and when her husband comes everything's gonna fall into place bitch please who are you talking to because every other wives have said 
and you know we've all sat down and they've they've talked to the younger girls and said listen in in the real world that fairy tale bullshit that you hear every day and those books you're reading and those tv shows that you're reading that's that's not that's not it it's work it's hard work you are going to go through a lot so in my mind when i hear the term cuffing season personally i don't believe in it but that's just me but there's a lot of people that do and and for me it's like that six to eight months of your life that you're going into this relationship as much as you don't want to say it's a relationship it's still a relationship you're going into it thinking it's just cuffing season you're just supposed to have fun you're not going to have any arguments you're not going to have any disagreements you're not going to end up turning around and disliking this person because it's minimal requirements there's minimal expectations it's not that serious but guess what that's six to eight months that you're spending with somebody six to eight months cuffing season doesn't necessarily mean that you are exempt from the drama that comes with a relationship i understand that everyone thinks that cuffing season is just grand and great and it's a fairy tale you meet this person you instantly connect you guys fuck for six to eight months and it's like wonderful and then when it's time for summer to come and you can smell the dog shit in the air because people tend to not pick up their dog shit in the winter time they just leave it there in the snow and then the snow falls and covers it up the whole winter time and spring comes along and it all melts and the dog shits everywhere so then it dries up and then it starts blowing in the air and then what do you do if you're not wearing a mask you open your mouth you laugh and a piece of shit flies in all i'm saying is that season comes and you you end up thinking oh we're gonna break things off and everything's gonna be fine and we're gonna be friends and i'm gonna go off and i'm gonna meet so many other girls and boys and we're gonna live our best hot girl and hot boy summer and everything's gonna be great i wish someone would tell me that when they part ways from the person they chose to to you know cuff for the winter ended well because i haven't met one there is no such thing as fairy tales it doesn't matter what situation you're in you could end up wasting your time with Mr. Right Now, but it's not kosher throughout all of it. It's not. There's no such thing. Regardless if it is a long-term relationship or it's a temporary relationship, there are still certain traits that you look for in a person. I understand that there's certain women out there who are attracted to assholes and assholes just seem so sexy and they seem so great and it's wonderful to have an asshole for six to eight months but it's not realistic it really isn't so this is kind of the reasons why i don't believe in cuffing season personally just for me personally you can go right ahead and believe in cuffing season but i don't there are relationships that end for various amount of reasons and it doesn't necessarily mean or, or need to be uh, uh, because of that season. Like, oh, it's the wintertime. It's, it's okay to, to be in that relationship for six to eight months. It doesn't have to be that way. It, it, it could just, you could meet this person and feel deep into your core that this is a person you're meant to be with. And it still ends in about six to eight months. Could be a summer fling. 
And there are certain things, summer flings, right? We all like our summer flings because you get to go out, you get to be beautiful, wear your cute little summer dresses, look nice, laugh, talk, enjoy the weather, get some vitamin D, and and, and just live. But um, regardless if it's cuffing season or a regular relationship, it, it still ends at no fault of your own. It's just shit happens. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. But since this episode is dedicated to cuffing season, I still want to kind of keep that trend going and not go off into other things. Because if you really want to uh, listen to a, a podcast episode specifically about relationships, you can also go back into my roster of episodes that I have done in the past and you can listen to um the episode called love and guilt and that is definitely about relationships and people who have dealt with a lot when it comes to relationship and learning that not very many people have good intentions but in this case cuffing season it's the intentions is quite clear they just want you for six to eight months deal with it so over the years i have developed a list of what i look for in a man Regardless if it's cuffing season or not, I still follow these lists. And these this list is so important in all relationship, even in marriage. It's just, it's about human interaction. It's about making sure that things are clear between two people and they're both on the same page. I met a guy this summer. And one of the reasons why I'm saying this story is because it connects to the list that I'm about to drop. So I met a guy this summer. I actually met him at a club. And to be perfectly honest, I don't pick up at clubs. It's it's club. What the fuck? You don't know where they've been. And you don't know if these are the type of guys that always go out to clubs, pick up girls, fuck them, and have some STD. You don't know. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't pick up dudes in the clubs. It's dark. You can't really see them very well. They're drinking profusely. And you don't know if their ass stank. I'm just saying. I just I just don't pick up in clubs. It's just weird you know so i met this guy that night and he's he was a really nice guy just a really 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 nice guy but i still had my own list that i was looking for so this dude was not gonna get my number period but honestly i didn't feel pressured we had a lovely conversation he was flirting with me the whole night i was flirting with him back and you know we were having a really good time So I ended up giving him my number, even though I had zero intentions of actually dating him or maybe even spending time with him after that night. But since he's a good conversationalist, maybe we can hang out as friends. That's literally how I thought, because I just don't pick up in clubs. I don't. So we ended up um, talking that night at the club and he seemed really chill. He was like 41 years old and um, we exchanged numbers and I think like the next day, Uh, We ended up talking for about six hours over the phone. And during that time that we were talking for six hours straight, I've never had a conversation with someone for six hours straight at all. And for him, I just got the impression that he was just looking for a summer fling. And for me, I didn't really care. I, I didn't really want him. I could literally live without him. If he walked away tomorrow, my life would not change. You know, even though he was a great conversationalist. So he was looking for a summer fling. 
And we spoke for six hours about everything. But keep in mind, through that six hours of conversation, we were really getting down to the nitty gritty of learning about each other. And I, in my mind, I was like, I don't understand why this guy was so desperate to learn about me so quickly to the point where we would have a six hour conversation about just life in general. And honestly, I didn't mind. But I recall during that conversation for six hours that we kind of talked about things that we wouldn't tolerate and what we don't like. Number one for him is like he hates when girls that he's talking to ghost him. And I said, you know what? That's understandable. Nobody likes to be ghosts. And if a dude ghosts me, trust me, you text me six months afterwards, I don't fucking know you. If I see you in public and you come over and say, hi, nice to meet you. My name is this and this and that. My response is, I'm sorry, what's your name again? Oh, shit, my bad. And I'll walk off because I just don't know you. I don't care to know you. You know what I mean? So I understood where he was coming from, where he said to me, you know, hey, if you're the type of girl that, you know, after this conversation decide that you're not feeling me, would you tell me that, you know, you're not that interested? And I said, of course, I would tell you. What do I look like, a pussy? He's like, listen, I've met some girls who seem like they have it together. They're secure. They act like they're mature. And then when they decide that, you know what, I'm not interested in going further with this, they just completely ghost me. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. So I understood where he was coming from. So I even asked him, I said, you know, have you ghosted a girl before? And he said, in the past, you know, because he just didn't want to deal with her he has but then after experiencing it for himself so many times he realized that it just it just doesn't look right it doesn't go over well just man up and let the person know that you're just not that interested or now is not a good time for you and i said you know what i respect that and so we started talking about communication we started talking about honesty and integrity And we went into a full-blown conversation, even about past relationships and what we've experienced over time. And, you know, we, we really got to, to the, to the, the deep of it. It was a six hour conversation. It was one of the best conversations I have ever had because he was completely honest with me, completely honest. He held nothing back. And he was the first to surprise me, especially since I met him in a club. But I understood in that situation that even though he was just looking for a summer fling, he still held up a particular standard of how he wants to be treated and how he was going to treat the next person. And so regardless if it's cuffing season or a summer fling or a full-blown relationship, People expect that level of standard regardless. There has to be a level of respect that you have for me, especially if I'm fucking you for four months, six months, or eight months. And I completely understand that. I even you know, know a girl who always complains about guys who just fuck her and leave her and they never, they never come back around. And honestly, after getting to know her, I was like, girl, you're too fucking much. Personally, I wouldn't fuck you because that's how certain things were just a complete turnoff. But then all the stuff that she would complain that guys would do to her, I would see her doing it to guys that actually care about her. But because she doesn't want these people, because she likes to be with guys that just want to use her, she's attracted to that type of garbage, um, she then kind of does the exact same thing to a good person that might actually like her the way that she wants to be liked. So 
having her do that, it was kind of, in my mind, I was like, wow, you keep complaining and playing the victim the entire time about how all these guys that you like do this to you. But how many guys did you do it prior to this person doing it to you? And how many guys are you planning on doing it to after? And I watched her do it to how many guys after? And in my mind, I was like, okay, so you're creating bad karma for yourself and then you're a victim? I can't. I just can't. So regardless if it's cuffing season, if it's a full-blown relationship or just a summer fling, you keep that standard. Respect. So I'm just going to stay on the topic of the guy that I met in the club who completely surprised me. He asked me in that six-hour conversation that we had over the phone, he asked, you know, what what are you looking for in a guy, even if it's for a moment or a lifetime? Like, what are the categories or the traits or the attributes that you look for in a guy? And one of the reasons why I appreciated this question is that he wasn't asking me those stupid questions that most guys ask me. And honestly, every time a guy asks me this question, I'm done. <laughs> I just don't want them after that, which is, what are you looking for in a guy? You just met me. You haven't asked me any other question, but you need me to give you a list on what I'm looking for in a man so you can try to mimic it. No, show me, the f- show me who the fuck you are first, and then we can talk about what I actually am looking for in a man. So I really appreciated his question because he was asking the right thing. And that's more important than what are you looking for in a man? What do you want your man to do for you? No, 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 no. Keep that shit to yourself. Go ask some useless girl who wants to sit there and go, oh my God, I'm looking for, I gotta take me out to dinner every single night. And I want us to hold hands and I want him to tell me he loves me and texts me every morning. No, no, I don't. Don't, don't ask me that stupid question. I am not going to answer it. But this guy didn't. I'm telling you, surprised the hell out of me. I could not believe someone this smart was up in a club hanging out with losers and also entertaining stupid little girls who are like, <laughs> you know, because that's literally how the waitress was behaving, following him around when he was just being nice. It was crazy. So he he asked that question and he's like, what what are the importance for you? And I said, you know, what's really important for me? Communication, respect, loyalty, character, integrity, values, and trust. And I said, above all honesty and he says wow he's like that's a really good list and i'm like what's yours and honestly this is how we we talked you you don't have conversations like this anymore most guys or girls whoever likes to skip that part skip the part where you actually learn about each other instead they want to ask the questions where they can figure out how they can become who they think you want so that they can please you and not have to deal with any complaints. They just have to follow this this narrative, what is written on a script. And then and then they, if they follow it, everything is going to go smoothly. But you're not actually getting to know the person. You're just learning what they dislike. No one's able to sit down and say, you know, this is what I want from a person. They're based. They're basing their their list on what they've experienced in the past, and a lot of people, 
even though they they want to say that they're not negative people they tend to focus on the negative from the past and they bring it forward in the future like oh my ex did this and so going forward i don't want this person doing this but that's not the question the question is what are you looking for what do you want in a man so how are you going to answer that question you're just going to basically provide a list of things that previous people that you've been in a relationship with have done that you liked and hope that this person can mimic it for you and that would make you happy that's not it it's it's not it i even knew a guy who was in a full-blown relationship with a girl who he lived with and she was helping his mortgage and towards the end of their relationship she was basically saying to him that she wanted more she wanted more affection and so his interpretation of what she said when she said affection was texting her every day. So he'd go to work after sleeping in the same bed with her and get to work and text her, good morning, how are you? How's your day? And he felt that that's what she was asking for. And in my mind, I was like, well, why didn't she just ask her a specific question? A specific question, which means what do you consider affectionate it's that simple what would make what can i do to make you more happy or if you're not happy how can i fix it just questions like that would work just perfectly unfortunately he missed the ball she turned around you know maybe a few days later and said listen you're just not you're just not it you're not making me happy but not very many people are good with communication so I was, this is why communication is on top of the list. Learning how to ask a question. Don't just ask me to tell you what to do because you will only do it for a period of time, especially if it's not who you really are. And then you are going to go revert right back to who you were previously and whatever you thought I wanted, you're gonna forget and then you're just gonna be a waste of my time. Regardless if it's cuffing season, summer fling, relationships, it doesn't matter. You still have to actually get to know the person. And getting to know the person doesn't mean asking them to give you all the answers. It means learning as you go along because you are not their exes. You are not them. How, how you interact with the other person is going to be completely different from the next guy or girl that they interact with. So you have to find a way to sync with them for that six to eight months of cuffing season you're still gonna have to navigate how you and this person are going to work together to enjoy that cold weather hibernating together so even after the six hour conversation that me and this guy had about two years or two days later not two years thank god two days later he um messaged me saying that unfortunately you know we can't go forward And he didn't really give a complete explanation as to why only that, you know, he was going back to his ex, which I was completely fine with because even when we were talking about his ex, there was a lot of red flags. And I did tell him like most of the stuff you're telling me, buddy, it doesn't sound like this is a very good relationship. I still felt that regardless if a relationship is bad or good, if there's unresolved issues, if there are any unresolved emotions if you if you have not completely let go then you kind of need to go back there to get out whatever you need to get out and move on but at also at the same time i i was not that interested 
because even through that six six hour conversation that we had he had admitted to me that he was uh he was on blow for about 12 years of his life and so what i've learned about people who've taken you know substance such as that is that you struggle with that for a very long time regardless if you know he's quit it and he's on a healthier track he's going to the gym he's focused on work he's focused on his life i still cannot commit myself to someone who has dedicated 12 years of their life sniffing coke you you this is not something that you just get over it's a lifetime it's it's as bad as meth but not as bad as meth i find meth really completely ruins someone's life but there are people who you know sniff cocaine and they're still able to function on a daily basis like i've actually met people who work in the government and function perfectly go to church spend time with kids all of it like a normal human being and they sniff cocaine so I know it's possible for him to to live a, a normal life, but he's going to be struggling with this for a long time. And I, I'm not capable of being able to manage that and to hopefully be there for them whenever they hit a period or a bump in the road that might push them back to sniffing cocaine again. I just I just can't. So I knew my limits. And so I knew I needed to kind of have that conversation with him, but I did not want to use the fact that he was a previous cocaine user uh, against him because nothing is wrong with him. It's just, I just know I, that's, that's my limit. But so when he messaged me saying that, you know, sorry, we can't really go forward. I'm going to go back to my ex. I was like, praise the Lord. All I said was, you know what, I completely understand. I wish you and your new girlfriend the best of luck. And I hope everything goes according to plan this time round. And he said, thank you. I appreciate it. When I told all my friends about it, they were like, what? He did what? After three, after six hour conversation, he's just going to turn around two days later and say that to you? And I said, listen, we had the conversation within that six hour talk where we discussed if something was to come up or we weren't feeling the same way about each other communication was important we're not going to ghost each other we're just going to tell each other and we're both going to be understanding about it the fact of the matter is he was completely honest that he was going back to his ex and even in that six hour conversation i still felt that there was unresolved issues in that category and so i would rather he walked away from me and pursue what's really hurting him and holding him back from moving forward or living the the best life that he wants to live just go back to that relationship figure it out and if it doesn't work out this time around at least you're at peace at least you can rest and you don't have to think about it and you don't have to feel guilty. So I really wasn't mad. I really respected it. And at the same time, I felt like there was a weight off of my shoulder because I was like, I don't want to break somebody who has been through hell and back. So I'm going to quickly tell that story because it's not like he's going to listen to this podcast episode. 
but basically he's been to to hell and back in life basically he saw his his father commit suicide when he was six seven years old in their garage and he's standing there looking at his father's lifeless body hanging from a rope in his garage then years pass and his mom ends up getting sick and i assume cancer based on the fact that he had to watch her die from the inside out lying in bed and he was there to witness all of it so when she died i could i completely understand why he ended up being in a relationship with a toxic girl and to to almost you know forget about all the pain that he's been experiencing since he was seven years old he turned to cocaine so i understood why he did it there's a lot of people that just need to escape the pain that they're going through and they will turn to drugs the other red flag was that you know he was quick to anger like anything would trigger him and that was something where i was like okay i know that this is a symptom of of being on cocaine where one moment you're good and then someone would just set you off and you just want to attack them and i was like okay i can't do that because you can take it down a notch and chill this person is drunk let them behave how they want to behave and move on and that was another issue where i was like i don't know if i can deal with that so they were in a relationship and he in his mind believed that this girl was the one for him and they were together for 12 years but keep in mind he was on cocaine for 12 years so he doesn't actually remember everything all he remembers is what she tells him that he did especially to her he doesn't even remember that he hit her at some point he doesn't know why he hit her he doesn't know what triggered him because he was high out of his mind so i'm listening to this this story within that six six hours of of talking and he's pouring his heart out to me and i'm completely okay with it but at the end of the day i was like this is a little bit too much for me i live under a rock compared to what you're explaining to me i don't my parents as much as they are dealing with their own issues from childhood traumas i still it's never been that deep you know what i mean like to me what he's experienced is on a whole nother level and i'm just not equipped for it so I already knew even after that six six hour conversation that this can't really go anywhere. So I need to figure out how I'm going to let this person know that I'm not walking away from you because of all the trauma that you've been through and that kind of led you to drugs. I just, I'm not equipped for it. So he's still a great guy. And keep in mind, we don't text, we don't hang out because there's no there's no reason to. But I just, I just hope that whatever whatever is happening between them i hope it's a positive thing hopefully it's not as crazy as it was before because that's not healthy and i ended up finding out like a month later after you know we part ways that what he was actually going through that moment pushed him to go back to her and i guess going back to her was easier for him than just going straight to drugs except she's one of those girls that are all about drugs she wants to take the shrooms she wants to sniff the cocaine she wants to do the ecstasy she wants to stuff the molly up up her nose and down her throat you know what i mean she's that girl so i think going back to her 
was his way of going back to the drugs. And one of the triggers that pushed him to do that was the fact that his sister died. So on top of his, his watching his father kill himself, watching his mother slowly die, he then had to now watch his sister slowly die as well from the same thing that his mother died from. And that has just been his history of just devastating loss and pain. And he went back to the drugs and she was the drug. And I mean, even when he was telling me that he, I know I shouldn't make this podcast episode about this, but I really wanted to give the backstory. You know me, I love telling my stories. So even though, you know, she had told him in the 12 years that they've been together that she didn't want kids, it turns out when they broke up for the final time in 12 years, she ended up jumping into a relationship with another man and having his baby immediately after going into that relationship. And in my mind, I was like, damn, buddy, that's another red flag. It means that for 12 years, she just didn't want your baby. <laughs> I was like, damn, and you said that this girl loved you? I was like, nah, nigga she did not love you <laughs> but it's a white guy i'm talking about so i shouldn't have used the n-word but it's a white guy and um and now she has a kid and apparently she decided to leave her boyfriend or baby daddy who she was currently living with and keep in mind she was talking to this guy for a good like two months before she left her man at home who clearly has depression issues because he doesn't want to touch her he doesn't want to kiss her he goes to work he comes home and he just sits there on the couch and stares at the wall like he doesn't want to do anything and i was like it sounds like this dude is depressed anyway she's now the victim again talking about how oh poor her he's not even fucking her and all of a sudden he was like oh my god i will fuck you you know because the sex was so good because they were always on drugs and so when he did remember their sex it was just mind-blowing amazing because they were so high so his sister died he went back to, to her she packed up and left him or their baby daddy and moved in with him and i was like so what's gonna happen to this kid are you leaving the kid with the depressed dad or are you gonna bring this kid into this drug infested mess that you're about to build with your ex and yeah they went on a binge my friend i think a girl i knew ended up going and hanging out with him and his friends and his girlfriend during the summertime at one of their cottages and she was telling me that he was so doped up that he was talking about how he was seeing demons and aliens so i guess he got what he wanted he really just wanted to get back on drugs and she was that that doorway and in my mind i was like if it makes you happy do what you gotta do just way over there thank you for losing my number don't randomly text me we're good over here keep that shit over there at the end of the day i'm so thankful that he shared that with me in that six hour conversation because not a lot of people are that lucky regardless if it's a fling or a cuffing season a lot of them think because it's a temporary situation you don't need to communicate all of these things because in just a few months it's going to be over and you can just move on right but what you're dealing with within that time frame that that six to eight months with this person can be a lot and if they weren't warned and you know made the decision to to stay or leave on their own then it would have just been a torturous six to eight months alone hibernating during the winter time with someone who you didn't really get to know but you thought was a good person 
and now trying to figure out how to get the hell out of it and of course easiest way is to wait till cuffing season's over and the shit's all dried up and blowing in the air so you can get rid of them let them flow off with the dog poop in the wind you know so and i and keep in mind i have i have actually met some people who wish they had known that the person that they were with was addicted to cocaine or or had history with cocaine i just don't believe that they would have made the decision not to pursue anything with them i still think that because they had such strong feelings for meeting that person and they're like oh my god i haven't liked somebody in such a long time that if i find someone that i really like even though you know they're saying that they do cocaine after they're finished their government job that they would they can put up with it because i really like this person and i do feel like that that's kind of the decision that they would have made at the time i really do as much as they feel like they wouldn't have i really do think that they would have still stayed a lot of people don't understand seasonal relationships just like seasonal friendships you have seasonal relationships but just because you are choosing to be in a seasonal relationship doesn't mean you don't need to take the time to get to know them and make sure that this is going to be a pleasant six to eight months of your time wasted rather than six to eight months of painfully trying to get rid of someone that just won't leave and they're stalking you and it's winter time and you can't go out if you go out there they're freezing in the cold looking at you all funny just choose just make the right choices just make sure that they have at their core certain values integrity character respect communication make sure all of these things are are intact so that you're both on the same page and there's no miscommunication you both understand if one of you decided to catch feelings and wanted it to to go past the the seasonal time that you guys had decided to invest in each other then that's a discussion that you guys can have and if the other person said listen i'm ready to bow out you can then respect their decision and let them go right cuffing season cuffing season is temporary but you still have to communicate and you both still have to make the choice if you want to continue into the summer fling or if you just want to end it there and go off and find new dick and find new pussy because let's be real no amount of of sex is going to change drama it's not going to make dealing with the drama any better you still have to turn around and wake up and see this person beside you or bump into them or meet with them the next day to hang out either way you can go somewhere else and find another dick or another buzzy you don't have to stick it out it's cuffing season it's just cuffing season it's temporary as much as i would like to continue the conversation about cuffing season i just want to end this podcast episode here and i want to say to you believers in the cuffing season cuffing season gods i just want to say happy cuffing season to all you believers and i wish you a good time and hopefully whomever you choose to cuff to this season is going to be amazing on all levels and it's going to be an amazing six to eight months of your life <laughs> thank you for supporting orchid blooms podcast visit our website at taonetwork.ca and our social media pages facebook the ambitious obsession network instagram at the ambitious net twitter at the ambitious obs 
My personal Instagram and TikTok is at iBrown. Don't forget to click the follow and subscribe button under podcast and share your favorite episodes with your family and your friends. I hope you have a splendid day. Happy cuffing season.